Hi lovely listeners, welcome back to 10 Things I Hate About an Outlander podcast and this week we're all caught up on the current Outlander episodes as we're looking at the second half of season six from Give Me Liberty to I Am Not Alone. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe and give us your comments on any podcast platform that you're listening to now as it really attracts new listeners. Enjoy the episode. We all have our favourite shows, but there's always something that comes along that means you like it a little less. The technical term is the scrappy-do effect. Two friends create a safe space to talk about their favourite show, Outlander, all the things they love about it and some of the things they hate. Although we all love Outlander, there are things we hate. Admit it, there's always something. So we've created a safe space, a space for all Outlander lovers to share their dark secrets, but mainly it's a space to share ours. Every week we'll discuss episodes, their themes, feminism, what we love, and every week we'll talk about something we hate. Roger. Yep, we hate him. <laughs> but let's be clear, we don't hate Rick Rankin. We have a clear grasp on reality. So join us, gentle viewer. Join Sharon and Ruth, two England-based Outlander fans, as they discuss love, hate, and time travel. Great. Now we're back for a couple of weeks. The end <laughs> for the beginning. So the end of season I know. six. Oh my God, listeners. Like this week has been absolutely insane. Like Ruth and I were just talking about it. We, I was traveling all week and Ruth texted me yesterday going, you haven't watched anything since our last recording. I literally spent, I'm going to get fired. I literally spent my train journey um, back when I was supposed to be working, like watching bits of Outlander was trying to like write emails. And then it was about 10 minutes before we were supposed to start recording. And I'm like, okay, I just have like 15 minutes left. I I wasn't much better. I was also traveling. We were actually both in London at the same time, but not realizing we were in London at the same time. Neither of us yeah. in London, and uh, <clears throat> and thankfully I'd had a such a, bu- a a terrible night's sleep the night before, and then a really busy conference. And my mission was to lie on my hotel bed, eating a falafel wrap and watching Outlander, and that was achieved. That sounds so dreamy. Um, in my pajamas by five in the evening. <laughs> That's the kind of shit I dream That's about. That's the kind now. of rock and roll lives we lead. <laughs> um, so yeah, we made it. We made it just with in the nick of time yeah. to to bring you the the final um, episode of season six of all the published episodes. So um, yeah. Yeah. This is uh, what's give me liberty to. I'm not alone. That's yeah. what we're doing. And and just to give you a little uh, a little peek behind the creative curtain, um, <laughs> we were just talking about how strange it was that it was actually these last few episodes that were the genesis of a conversation, which I might I think might have been a bit of a drunk conversation mm. over WhatsApp about doing a podcast, basically. Mm-hmm. And it seems odd that, and we'll get into how ineffectual Roger is in this series, um, 
but yeah, that was the genesis of our podcast, and we've just been looking through WhatsApp messages. So yeah, it's it, yeah, we, we started talking about doing this at the beginning of May, twenty twenty two. Yeah, and it was this this series, the in fact these last few episodes of series six that started that started that off. So yeah, because we've even been talking about this for a, for a year. Even the start of the conversation was, have you watched it yet? Yeah, like talking exactly. about the last yeah. episode because it was such a cliffhanger. The episode uh, seven was such a cliffhanger. But it was, um, yeah, it was definitely the this the spark, the spark for. Yeah. And then and then lots of planning followed. Lots of planning. I mean, you know, you all listen to this and I know it's hard to believe that we did any planning, but um, we did. <laughs> We did a lot of planning. This is imagine what imagine what it would be like if we hadn't done planning. I know the imagine chaos. Imagine the level of professionalism it would have been at. <laughs> the absolute this chaos. Is, this yeah. is us. This is us at a nine. Yeah, I no mean, planning. but I don't. You'd have got I don't us think. At a two. I don't think Ruth and I are capable of not planning things. No, out, no, it's, so, it's, so it's, it's a good mix. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's just nonsense talk. Um, I want to do a quick shout out to um, Amanda in Southern California um, who emailed us and was uh, just a couple of days ago, which is very exciting. And um, she is another deep diver blitzer who only discovered us last like the week before or last week and is also a Roger hater which was absolutely hilarious she wrote us the most lovely email so Amanda thank you so much and I just we we were just like skitting before we came on about the reality check on the temperatures in Scotland um that was really funny um and that you you were saying it never crossed your mind because you live in such a warm climate so that was that was really entertaining and it was good to get um an insight into into like a little insight into the books even though we're not really into it but yeah but it was it was a really really lovely email so thank you Amanda yeah, and everyone else Amanda. please send your please send your emails in um we're doing a whiskey special next as as a kind of lead into um season seven so um we'd love to hear what people would like us to talk about is there a subject is there a theme is there a character? Is there a relationship you'd like us to kind of dive yeah. into? Uh, is there a certain, I don't know, mixture of episodes or yeah. things we haven't talked about? Just let yeah. us know. Yeah. DM us, email us on 10thingsoutlander at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram and we will take everyone's suggestions. Yeah. And, and when we say it's a whiskey special, we're not going to be reviewing whiskeys just Mm-mm. to be clear we're going to be drinking whiskey yeah so this uh, is going to get messy yeah. so feel free to send in your wackiest suggestions <laughs> it's going to be chaos absolutely um so yeah and so now we're at and now we're at the end and it was i was just saying to ruth it was like there was absolutely no way that we could, I could have winged this without watching these episodes again. Like, you know, the way you've watched season one, and I'm sure everyone listening to this is like, yes, I've watched season one like a million times. I could recite it by heart. When you come to these later ones, I was literally watching it going, I could, I could be watching this for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. There were some characters that I didn't even remember were in it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so 
it it it's kind of quite fresh um for the second second rewatch um ready to to talk about and um and there's a, and there is a lot in it again yeah only four episodes i, I mean it's i i think we've i think you've touched on this in your notes mm. and it's something that I kept thinking about. I think it's one of the most sort of atmospheric because there's lots of stuff that they're not telling us. Mm-hmm. And I think, did you call it a, like, it's like a horror film? Yeah. I really felt like it was really creepy. So there's loads of like unspoken things going on. There's loads of, like real kind of foreboding atmosphere, and uh, so yeah, I I just think it's like quite a different tone to yeah. previous seasons, and it feels like it feels like not that there's loads of cliffhangers, even though there is a cliffhanger, but loads mm. of like stuff that hasn't been revealed. Yeah, and even like and like that, it's like the use of camera work, like the way, and I we I know we talked about this in the last episode, but like. Malva and the way like she looks through her hair mm. and always like looks upwards and there are some like hallucinations that Claire has that are just super creepy and the way she like look sometimes like looks up to the sky and the camera's like looking down on her yeah. it was just like a really like creatively really different and yeah like you say like um just just like on like real unknowns yeah uh, and, and jer- like really unusual journeys for for some of the characters and one of the things did you notice this and or is it just was it just something I was I felt today was that Claire's narration like I felt like it kind of like just goes away a little bit in previous like it's so strong it's like she literally narrates all of Season, season one, one. every yeah. scene she speaks and then it, and then kind of the same in season two and then it starts to because obviously there's a lot of like her and Jamie are in different worlds in season three and yeah. so it, she's not going to narrate Jamie's world so it feels like it was re- but then I just felt in this back and maybe it was the same for the front half but the back half of season six I just felt her voice was there a bit more but yeah, I don't know I, you. I, and it made me think when you sort of put that, it made me think that this series, because of her sort of mental health crises and the trauma, it's mm. like she's back to being more isolated, a bit like she was in series one and series two. She's yeah. still kind of finding her feet in an alien world. So you get that narration more. Mm. And, and then the middle series are much more about her and Jamie being together and united and um and I'm not saying that they're not united in this series but her mental ill health is yeah sort of keeps her separate and I mm. wonder if there's something to do with that like she feels more isolated so feels like she's got to like tell her own story or give her give that insight but yeah, yeah. I thought that because it struck me um when she gets separated from Jamie in the final episode and she's mm. in the cart and she start, starts narrating and it's like, wow, that's not happened for ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it was it was um yeah it just kind of really stood out to me this time yeah um, but okay. it was a, it was a really interesting start though um um like opening to it all with a song about Bonnie Prince and the narrative that you were saying yeah yeah I quite like um how they sort of you know it, for anybody who I'm sure people do but anybody who doesn't know um this the song that is obviously used as Outlander's theme tune that is about um Bonnie Prince Charlie and mm-hmm. um to show... I was gonna say Bonnie Prince Billy <laughs> it's a different type of Bonnie Prince for anybody who's into <laughs> indie music um and I liked that they kind of showed the story of yeah. that to go with um the song. Um yeah. I thought I thought I really liked that. Um yeah. it was it was fun. Um, um but I did think it was funny that it was like um it's taken a man to comment about on the discomfort of 18th century women's clothes. Mm. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that that um that comment that you put down is absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was yeah, it was a bit of a rant again. I I had completely forgotten about this. I'd forgotten mm. that Flora was in it, and I was Me like, too. oh yeah. And that um, I thought the that that there was like a really lovely shot of the blue house and yeah. there was like carriages moving up and it really just reminded me of that time in Paris that like real grandeur yeah. and colour of Paris and um yeah it just kind of gave me a bit of a whoosh of kind of nostalgia for when they were there yeah and um, it's the first time you've seen Clary like really dressed up yeah 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 it was uh yeah it was it was yeah it was an interesting one and like Jocasta and you know is is there's a plays a bit of emotion with Jamie and Claire and all of the stuff around around Fergus was 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 interesting and I just thought like when because when they first talk about it I was like oh wow that's really dismissive because essentially he's Jamie's son yeah even though like until Jamie kind of addresses it or Fergus addresses it People tend to forget it. I think as an audience, we kind of tend to forget it. And then, but then you do see it comes around and full circle. And Jamie does say to Jocasta, "If anything should happen to my son," and you can see like there was yeah, there was just a lot in that. Like between all the that all the you know Flora standing up and talking and all that, there was all these little bits hit kind of coming into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I think. Um... There's that kind of, um, well, it, again, Jocasta being her sort of usual kind of manipulative mm. self, um, but also that kind of difference between the sort of public behaviour and personal. So, you know, Flora talking about not really believing in the Bonnie Prince and mm-hmm. you know um everybody having these like different public beliefs and then personal beliefs and I thought that was um an, an interesting thing to to sort of show that people can have different you know or change as well 
like something that like I felt like ran through the whole thing. And, it, and it's and it's really strong in the we, we talked about this in the last episode as well as like Claire and Jamie talking constantly. And I think they I think they bring it up in like nearly every episode. I'm not sure, but um, they 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 speak like th- through their words, like as usually we see them like especially like you know season one and two kind of go along together, and three is unusual, and then four and five kind of are kind of you know that that new world stuff, mm. and they just constantly I found just spoke about their love for each other yeah and yeah. they're you know and I think we talked about the last time when he went he's reflecting on his time in prison and he brings it up like how much he like survived because of her image in yeah. his head and and all that and I just felt like they just seem to bring almost like they're preparing us for something they're gearing us up for something but it was something like in every episode there was constantly something that one yeah. of them said about how much they love each other, why they love each other so much. Yeah. Like, as opposed to it being like a dramatic scene, like when Jamie's in jail, like when Jamie's in Wentworth in season one and his hands nailed to the table yes. and she's like yes. on her knees saying goodbye to him and telling him how much she, you know, what she's going to do. And she's crying all over him and those professions of love. And as opposed to those like, obviously massively dramatic moments in their lives that some of us never experienced once yeah. but they tend to experience 45 times yeah. but like as opposed to those yeah. <laughs> as opposed to those moments this is a lot more like everyday life that domestic yeah yeah that they're bringing up there is something about and I think this is one of the things I I, I like that they've done is 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 showing how love changes Mm-hmm. over time but like like it becomes a comfortable thing not in a kind of you know sad sack way but like you become comfortable talking about it as a as a part of your life as a positive part of your life mm-hmm. and kind of sort of separate it and, and it starts to sort of separate out from like passion and desire um mm-hmm. and exists as a kind of more enveloping thing so they you know they talk about it in a different way but yeah I think they do and even that even the um like when they have had had the siege and when like she finally tells him about Mm -hmm. the hallucinations and like she feels like she's losing her mind um that they create this kind of their love creates like this safe space that they can share these scary things with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Like I think even even like when they're like when they're in the house and it's all smashed up and and she I think she's laid with her head on his lap and mm-hmm. he's talking about um, the times when he's died, nearly died. Or yeah, something. like and and um, and she talks about how even though he's talking about nearly dying, it's still comforting. And she's saying, oh, maybe it's just, you know. Because you're so close. Yeah. 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 And I think that, I think, is, you know, it just shows their relationship just being something else and and being in a different place. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was. 
Um, it, yeah, it was just lovely to kind of tap into that every now and then. Mm. And I know that, like, obviously they're both still reeling from Claire's trauma and and her experience yeah. at the end of, of season five. And I mean, that must bring up a lot of stuff for Jamie as well. Yeah. And his like, because it's always like we've said before, it's always Jamie who's, who's the one dying, not Claire. So he's never been in a position where he might lose her in a sense yeah. you know he, yeah. not really and to be faced with that yeah it, it was a good like kind of like yeah it was a, it made sense that it's something they yeah. keep bringing up yeah um, yeah yeah and it was quite nice and it definitely does gear us up for like the this last episode um and and then obviously we and we did I mean we talked about this in the last that the last season the last episode because we didn't talk about it at all but but Mal, obviously Malv has been in every episode up until now but we didn't really talk about her in the last episode a lot no. and no. her like obviously her character is develops quite significantly in in these four episodes um, and yeah. it's and it's slow and you get like little nuggets every now and again and but I do I do remember that first time being quite shocked uh when everything kind of comes out but you are still like on edge going why are they portraying her as a really scary character in every scene yeah yeah and there is the well I mean it's it's like when you watch the second time around and you know I think we touched on it um in the last episode that like Jamie and Claire are trying to do sort of like work out when she was born and when Tom Christie is in prison. And so yeah. they're sort of going, there's something not quite right here. Mm. And then we, you know, we, we're given the clues of like it not being quite right, how her mother died and that she was a witch and things like that. But, yeah. you know, there is something, you know, if anybody used to watch like, you know, gothic horrors from the forties and fifties, there is something very gothic horror about Malva and her brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's sort of just like this sort of sense of, of, and, and, and I think when I watch it, I think that this kind of sense of like menace that comes with them. Yeah. That's a good word but, to use. But then this, this, the, the second time I've watched it, it made me think about people who, um, like have experienced like acute trauma, like mm-hmm. when they're young, how it can like really badly impact them so that like, you know, it, it you know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk and apologies for anybody. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a bit technical about mental Ill- illness here, but um, if anybody knows anything about mental illness, there's, there's like a, a group of, illnesses called personality disorders and there's a mm-hmm. move to sort of change that because obviously that's kind of saying that your personality there's something wrong with it yeah whereas what they're trying to change it to is to have it more linked to the trauma that a lot of those people who have those conditions usually experience when they're young mm-hmm. so it kind of creates like this change in your behavior and change in how you deal with things and Malva really made and and even her brother really made me start to think about like that you'll you'll do things that seem terrible and seem wrong 
but because you've been so traumatized or so damaged that feels like a normal thing yeah and there's something about that with Malva I think like yeah. when she accuses Jamie yeah yeah and also like when she because you can see her like even when Claire confronts her by herself yeah she's she's just about to say something and the brother comes out yeah. and you're like oh what were you gonna say because yeah. you feel like that was a that was a really that could have been a really significant moment yeah of of that like talking about potential trauma or like yeah being yeah. like I wish I hadn't done what I did or it was yeah. it was as a result of this and because we already know like simply from the fact of a relationship with her father that we've seen yeah. how traumatized this exactly. girl is girl exactly. woman um so what and we don't brother, know is and, and the brother's done like the brother's stolen things so we know he's not yeah you know there's like he's there's like an attention thing there that they're yeah. like he's like yeah and 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 yeah, but it's just like a really because we we just, we see Malva with other characters, and then we also see her on her own. Yeah, which doesn't happen with a lot of no. other characters, no. and so we see her. You know, we see obviously we we see we've seen her alone with Jamie, and we're like, oh, what's gonna happen there? And then, um, we see her looking in on the two of them having sex in the barn. We see her go to take that uh, person who died his fingers. The sin eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that yeah. weird stuff. Yeah, that was just. It was such a weird scene. Like the camera was like right under her, and she's like looking down on him, and she's, and you're just like, oh, this is so creepy. <laughs> like what's happening? Yeah. So that was like really, and then and and then we see her like how. It plays out with like and really in a surprising way when um when Roger come walks in, in the in the church or the meeting yeah. the meeting hall and, and finds her with um with the, I can't remember his name. And um, you know, just her automatic reaction is I'll tell everyone about and you're like, Whoa, yes. this is and that's and you're starting to get, Whoa, this is getting a bit dangerous. But um and then and every there's all these like little breadcrumbs then that that lead leads us to um following Claire's Claire's illness and and obviously uh, when she says she's pregnant with Jamie's baby yeah um and but even even to yeah. the point like like I remember being really shocked that Malva is is murdered mm. um I, I wasn't expecting that but like yeah all the stuff around like her being murdered and Claire's hallucinating and it is pure like gothic melodrama like you know like you know what's real what's not real you know all that sort of stuff it was yeah. like very unoutlandery if you know what I mean yeah yeah the the whole like yeah the, the whole kind of like personality of it was just like yeah exactly you know is did Claire did Claire really do it you know yeah <laughs> it's just you are just like oh my god what if this is real yeah um but yeah it was yeah really interesting and, and and i have to say i mean i know that it's supposed to be like you know she's a she's she's a woman of science so only goes with the science but like when she cuts the baby out of her stomach i'm just thinking this is a bad idea yeah no they're not good they're not gonna understand yeah. <laughs> you know 
then, then I'll go, you're gonna get you're gonna get called a witch again. <laughs> yeah, it was a disaster because you're like looking at her and you know you're like she could have been dead like an hour. Well, she was. She had blue lips. She lips, was, yeah. She's been dead for ages. So you're just like, why are you thinking? That? I think a baby can, like, in those circumstances, like three minutes or something you have. So it just felt like yeah. Claire would have known that. Probably getting ahead a bit with um, that scene where when they do come in. And, and I think because Jamie was ready to head off, wasn't he, for a few days. And then they're like, we need to speak to you inside. Something like that. Yeah. And... um. And then that whole scene played out, which was like at the time when I first saw it was quite shocking. But Jamie's reaction was his rea- his his whole dealing of the whole thing was just so interesting because he's just sitting there going, go on, just talk, like almost yeah, like he's yeah, talking yeah, yeah. to a child. And he's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, you know, just let me know. And everything's going to be OK. It's all going to be fine. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> like the way his eyes dart from that, he's like, what's happening right now? It's just yeah. mad. Yeah. And um, you really, like, it's almost like I remember feeling what more can they put this woman through? Like, looking at Claire. It's like, yeah. what more can she possibly handle? Like, this is just, like, because she is just, like, staring, going, this, I mean, it's so horrible. Yeah. The whole scene is just awful. Um, but uh, but I think Mar- Malva that she plays it so well, so good. She was just played that whole scene really, really well. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, but I think I think for me, there's, and you know, I've I've talked a lot about how, you know, about the sort of complex sexual politics of these things. But yeah. I do think it does put you in that sort of complicated place of like by accusing you know the most well-liked trusted heroic character what yeah. your what 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 message you're sending it is women don't tell the truth about rape yeah so okay got, you know you've got this young girl um who obviously something's not right for her to say that but what you're what you're support you know in that space you know in 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 a in a world where women are rarely believed mm-hmm. you are putting forward the narrative don't believe her believe him mm-hmm. and, I, and and i think that you know i think that is really challenging i found that really really difficult and you know i know why they're doing it but i still thought for me it was a really difficult thing to do because there's something really fragile about malva even though she's sort of weird and a bit creepy there's something oh yeah and there's something obviously wrong there's something you know she's beaten by her dad we know that yeah, There's obviously something going on there. Her brother's like a right weirdo. Mm. Um, but I, like going back to that though, I th- I hadn't thought that she'd accuse. I thought she was like I'd never accuse him of something like that. I can't. I thought I thought there was like something really. She was really st- vehement about like he was like I'd never he was he was defending himself saying I wouldn't 
I would never rape someone. And she's like, I didn't, I would never accuse you of that. That's not what I'm accusing you of. No, but she's that it still, was... she's, I mean, she's still, I mean, that's what people say though. And, and she's, and she's still, you know, I mean, I know for the 18th century, she's not really a child, but um, it's still an accusation by a woman against a man. Yeah, yeah, of something that... He has to then say, you're the liar, and Mm. everybody else is saying, no, you're the liar. And so it's that idea of, you know, being torn between which person is telling the truth. Yeah. Mm. And so I think that was was my main issue with that. Yeah. but I think it's still really, do- it's really, really well done. But I mean, I don't know, and it's going to make me jump forward a little bit. But like, they become like pariahs a bit. But it seems like they've become pariahs with the fisher folk. But where's all the other people that live there? I know. It's like, yeah, it's it's weird. It's like the whole place is just like a ghost town. Yeah, and and then it's not until like they've nearly been shot and had their house burnt down mm. that that the people from the ridge turn up yeah 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 it's and even then they're they're well i mean we already know that they're like not on their side no they but already, they are because they 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 drive them away don't they they like ian brings ian brings the uh the native americans no 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 the bit where there's the siege Oh yeah, they it's it's um the not Ian it, it the bit where the siege they bring the ridge folk come and defend because one of them says where you know where where we're, we're standing Matthew. between between yeah me. yeah yeah but I mean I I I had thought that I had taken that part as like we're standing between you but we're not going to protect you we're, no no to, no yeah. I I think we're speaking at cross purposes okay. The the fisher folk come and they're trying yeah. to get them to come out and take them away. But yeah. Then the ridge folk come. Yeah. And, and they stand between them. them. Yeah. They don't. No, they don't stand between them. They say, "Saying we're with you, we're with you, Jamie." But they kind of go, "We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go with them. Otherwise, it's just gonna be a bloodbath kind Blood of bloodbath." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a bit. But I mean, I, to be to be honest, at that stage. Because of the all the episodes that were leading up to it, I'd kind of just given up hope on everyone. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. It's like, where yeah. are all their allies? Yeah, um, it was just like everyone is just like judging them. And, and also, like, you can see as well, everyone that attempts to question or not even question them, to accuse them, um, they just, they don't really and this is like very typical of their characters they don't stand there and be def- be really defensive they're, like jamie's response is just like get out of my house get off my land don't speak yeah. like that there's never a case when going i didn't do it and that's kind of where i like like you say that that scene with Mal, that initial scene where she accuses him i found really like you, like I, I find that challenging as well. Going like this is, it's, it's a bit uncomfortable because the writers want us to go with Jamie straight away, straight mm. off the bat, and not even consider it. But following on, following on that, I found the the rest of the way he they dealt with it because they he never kind of just kept saying I didn't do it, I didn't do it. He just kept saying we need to respect her, 
or we need to, we need to, like, don't, you know, he was like oh, constantly protecting his wife. We don't speak ill of my wife, but he was never going constantly just repeating that same argument almost. Mm. He just kept being like, you know, don't speak ill of that. Or, or like when she's like, you think I'm a whore? And Claire's like, that's not what I think at all. It was like almost like Claire was constantly just almost trying to protect her a bit. Yeah. And trying to yeah. like get, and, and then, and also, and then Jamie just kept bringing up like not being like defensive. Or yeah. she's a liar. It was it was just the language used was very different to that initial confrontation. Yeah. When yeah. he's like, I will speak the truth and so and so will you. Yeah. Like that that language just wasn't repeated for the rest of it, I felt. It was a very different vibe or something. Yeah. But that initial that initial confrontation is quite uncomfortable. And then following that, like even like Claire and Jamie are the ones who ensure that she's buried properly and yeah yeah I mean I think that's that's, that's sympathy that's kind, kind of, of sympathetic. going back to this kind of um kind of you know the I suppose the problem with Tom Christie isn't it it's that it's about things being done properly rather than being done right by the human beings it's like you know doesn't matter that she's my daughter doesn't matter that she was murdered doesn't matter that um she didn't ask for forgiveness <laughs> It's like, oh, did she have time to ask for say a prayer? She was too busy fucking bleeding to death, mate. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and it's that kind of, you know, like he's only staying with Claire because he believes that it's the right, you know, that, that he wants like a due process yeah. to be followed, yeah. not, you know, not be not because he cares. So it's like it's like about sort of propriety rather than doing the actual right thing. Um and and then I, and 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 that's why I suppose he's slightly different from all the others. Mm. You've got the Browns who are after revenge, so they're just using this as an opportunity to exact revenge. Mm. And then you've got all the other people who are just kind of, I suppose, kind of shown to be a bit kind of, you know, um, you know, sort of country bumpkins in a way, or or mm. gossips. And and you know, and I'm just going to say it. Why is Mrs. Bug allowed to be remain in their employment? She's well, an awful <laughs> gossip. She's always stirring shit up. She's judging them. And they haven't sacked her. I know. I just feel like they're like, um, they're constantly thinking, we don't really need this person. But it's almost like they're like, we kind of feel bad that she's got like we need to employ her in some way. Hey, it's like they they just kind of like seem awful. I know they're horrendous, but I just always like get that feeling that they're like, oh god, this woman needs a job, and we need to. Oh, oh listen, look, we could do with a bit of help with the old cooking because Claire doesn't like to cook, and I know it's almost like they're Every, just like giving her something to do. Everybody's happy for the poor old Sinita to live in a shack in the woods and then be dead for months and nobody noticed. Mrs. Yeah. Bug can become a Sinita. <laughs> yeah it is just like she is that like constantly there awful awful person just uh, thinking like when when she's like going around stirring shit up and then she's back in their house i'm just like yeah. chuck her out get her out of there get rid of her get rid oh my god uh I, when i was watching the scene with um at, like following the 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 accusation of and the pregnancy annunciation with Malva and stuff. When Claire goes into the barn, I was watching that while Mitch was here, my husband, 
and he's just in the kitchen and I was in here and she goes, uh, no, I think he says, are you questioning my faith and your faith for me? And Mitch, Mitch goes, she goes, does she just say, "Are you questioning my faith and in, in your faith?" Why didn't he? Why didn't she go back? Are you questioning my faith and your faith and my faith? And I was like, I was like in a really emotional thing, going, "Shut up! I'm trying to watch this. I'm trying to take this all in." But that was, uh, that was, yeah, God, that that that. It, there was so many. There was like several intense conversations between between the two of them, and it kind of goes like. Yeah, absolutely. an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, between them, and it was like you do kind of go. It was an interesting, it was an interesting dynamic, given that she was like the reason I left wasn't because I didn't, you know, it wasn't because of my faith in you or whatever, but because she was so angry. And, yeah, uh, but uh, it was a uh, an interesting kind of back and forth. But there's a few like, frustrations following that. I mean, I think that the whole, I suppose the whole series becomes, um, well, this, this, this part of the series is, is kind of almost like your, and I think you, I think you do this and I think we've talked about this already so much that we're like questioning everything because Mm. Claire can't trust herself. She can't trust what she's seeing she doesn't, mm. have, you know, she she doesn't trust um, herself doing things and it becomes, but then she can't trust other people either and other people can't trust one another. So it all just becomes like, mm. just like absolute paranoia mm. of, of, of which like she's like a, the vortex of it all with her illness. Mm-hmm. And that I think these these last few episodes become just, like you, you genuinely aren't sure what's real and what's not. Yeah, yeah. You you are even as an audience, you're like, I don't know what yeah. it is. But it's um, it it yeah, it's 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 really well done. The way you're given Claire's perspective on that struggle, yeah, absolutely, uh, and, and kind of only Claire's really. Yeah, uh, you're kind of just given Jamie's words, but Claire's you're seeing Claire's mind and how yeah. that plays out yeah. really well. Yeah, y- you are like I mean that's what I say about like going back to this idea of like the gothic horror is like you see it through the person's eyes who can't trust their own perception, mm. so you're not sure if you can trust it either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, for and sure. It's only, it's only when other people start to kind of. So, like, when Malva dies and Claire thinks it's Malva banging on the door, but it turns out to be Lizzie yeah. banging on the door. So it's only when other people kind of kind of throw Claire's narrative off that you yeah. realise that it's not... You can't really trust her perception of things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, For sure. And, and, and I suppose, like, jumping from paranoid post-traumatic mental illness to Mm. um 21st century sexual liberation in the 18th century with lizzie's polyamory yeah i mean that was some scene i had i I love it i loved it it was so good i loved the like the way she recollects it 
and the way she the way she narrates the whole thing happening is so sexy yeah I mean I'm not joking who knew malaria could be sexy yeah uh like (laughs) who knew and also the fact that like this is her losing her virginity as far as we know anyway yeah 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 and um, you're, I, I was just like, wow, what an incredible way to lose your virginity. And I she's know. so like she's when especially in a time where women had like little or no choice as to like potentially who their partner was or who they were married off to or yeah. or like and and she's like I, and I love just like she's so there's just a, an innocence about how Absolutely. she's retelling it and, to, and, to Claire. And- and rightly so, you know what mm. I mean? Because, you know, it's been well established through the through the last series and this one, how much both of them love her and yeah. how much she, you know, likes both of them. So we've yeah. been building that up for ages. Mm. So it's almost like the logical conclusion. Yeah. You know, it's like they're both comfortable with, loving her together and she's comfortable loving them both Mm. so why not yeah and and i just i just really like that um i thought it was a really nice like also break of the tension there was so much tension it was like yeah a really nice kind of like okay this isn't as heavy it's quite it's like her her descriptions of this is, are really sweet and really nice. <laughs> the way she, Jamie's going around like some like headless chicken for fucking yeah, like, he's, like an losing hour. His mind. he's losing his fucking mind. He's like can't literally take any more, and he yeah, he's just like, right. He, you're all gonna be you're just gonna be married. That's that. Yeah, it's all gonna be married. That's it. And almost like I was like a bit like, all right, Jamie, like rain it fucking in. Exactly. Like, I got. I felt. I felt really annoyed with him and Claire, and I felt like they were just being really. In comparison with how they normally are, yeah, really, they were really, really extreme. Judgmental. Yeah, and also um, Claire just kind of stands aside and yeah. doesn't really say anything, which is very unlike her. But you can all, you're also like, okay, she's dealing with a deep, deep trauma, and yeah, like you can see, imagine like why she wants to kind of take a back step. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that's unusual. Whether it's Ian, who's actually really quite advanced in his thinking yeah, for that Ian's- time like given like he isn't he has a little bit of insight but essentially he was raised until late into his teens where usually like behaviors and habits are established mm. well before then in like 18th century uh, am I right yeah um yeah 18th century Scotland in like Scotland Highlands yeah and he's the one and yes he's been exposed to a lot but essentially he's the one going Okay, everyone, like you know, he's he's just his outlook is just so different. Yeah. He's very, yeah. he's very non-judgmental. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's just he's really kind of like, um, what's the word? He's respectful of their of 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 their choices and also yeah. like of their secret. He's yeah. like really holding it this like a fragile bread bread in his hands, but like yeah, yeah. It's very, um, you know, you're just like, whether it's Jamie, <laughs> Jamie is just like, like literally like a rampant parent for to murder all of them. Yeah. It's like, um, and I just love how, how Lizzie just tricks, tricks yeah. them, them all. Yeah, she's just like, well, so the twins, good. I'm going to exploit this opportunity. <laughs> 
She's like, this is working well. I love the way she says it. She's like, but it just feels so good. And you're yeah. just like, yes, babe, that's what it's supposed to be like. I just, I just, yeah, I think it's really good. I, I really, really liked that that, um, and I'm not joking, if it gets ruined in the next series, I am kicking off. Mm. Let, yeah. let the threesome be. Yeah. Let them be. So- it was so funny when they're standing by their horse and cart and then he's like, oh, yeah, no, but I just, I just hand fasted them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, he just happens to mention the name and, and they went, don't you mean? Don't you mean Kezzy? No. <laughs> and I just, yeah, it's just so good. Just so good. Yeah. Um, and then, and there is like a, uh, with that, I, I did, it was quite nice for Roger's character to sort of develop a bit in this in the season and I know you pointed out there's like some parts where he's even being a lot more pragmatic than other characters and and being like even even like little bits of like when Claire wakes up after her fever and bless her she's just so upset about her hair again like just interesting delving into Malva's character because he's he says you know Malva and Mrs. Was it Mrs. Bug cut Mrs. your Bug. hair off again? Yeah, again. Like, and you're just like, oh, I wonder what the thought process was there. Um, and he, but he's like the one going. Jamie would never find you anything but beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. you know, he's the one like talking sense. And then there's just that like a bit more development of him, which was a bit of a relief more yeah. than anything else. Um, um but. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, and then then we kind of very quickly come into the because you you are for those like last couple of episodes or like middle episodes going. I did find it frustrating. I was I was just like I wish she would Claire would share this pain with Jamie. Yeah, I was just remember yeah. feeling that it was just like I wish she would share it. It felt it felt wrong or something that she was keeping something from him. Like yeah. they they've always have such a big theme about like. You know, you can have secrets but not lie. It's not that she was lying, but um it would just did feel a bit like when is she finally gonna be able to talk about this yeah. really, yeah. really painful, complex thing that she's going through because you just know as an audience member how Jamie is going to 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 take it yeah. and how yeah. supportive he's going to be. And I thought she just was that it was very heartbreaking to watch her. I thought she articulated how she was feeling so well from the point of someone dealing with extreme panic attacks and and a desperate anxiety and paranoia like I just felt her even her breathe the way she was breathing everything I found it I actually found it quite difficult to watch but in a real authentic way yeah 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 it was it was really heartbreaking and his you can almost see his the pain he's feeling, and it was like, and I I really like that link with his with his yeah, him absolutely. going. The only yeah. way you can solve this is by bringing me into your yeah trauma exactly exactly. Uh, no, I think they do it really well, I, and I think they, you know, they kind of build. I, what I think as well is they do well is they kind of, you know, build it up to a point where. You know, she's kind of she has to address it, but they don't make and it's like a weird thing to say, but they don't make it like a big dramatic thing. They mm. make it like like it would be like 
it just becomes too much and you have to sell somebody yeah um, and I think I think that you know I think that's that's the thing that I liked is it wasn't like um you know it wasn't done when they found Malva and she was like oh I think I'm going you know it wasn't like any kind of big dramatic confession it was it was just kind of I need I need to tell you something I need to show you something and it was kind of mm. separate and I, and I thought that was done well but yeah I thought that was really really good um and and you know we think we think we're making progress and and then and then we have a siege where the hell is going down <laughs> yeah you know, cuz we can't you know we we we've only had them not in danger for you know maybe a day and a half yeah exactly um, uh yeah exactly and and then we're just like where the fuck is everyone you've all disappeared yeah absolutely but it was yeah um, it was really good uh very tense few scenes yeah it was it was it was really well done I really liked the way it was um like Tom Chris Tom Christie being this kind of like you know trusting in the mm. inverted commas the law and then going on this journey and him seeing that what it is is not the law it is mm. revenge it is mm-hmm. bloodlust um yeah you know, and I think I thought that was done really well, and um, and then you know, like that kind of where they, you know, where they separate them, where they, you know, she's taken off on her own, and Jamie, you know, she doesn't know what's happening to Jamie. So it was, it was, there was a lot of tension, um, mm. and you know, menace of like, you know, you you know, you, you don't even know that the Browns are gonna see justice because no. you know they're so duplicitous and yeah. you know you, you, you know you already know this but tom christie's of the dawning realization that he has no power or influence over what's and anything, going on. anyone or anything yeah um and, and yeah, yeah really complex good. actually like yeah. tom you're like what is going on with this guy uh it's just yeah I, it goes from one like because obviously the last time before with before Malva turning up to say she was pregnant, the last interaction she Claire had with him was asking him for his fecal matter. Yeah, and, just and like, that was another thing that they, uh, you know, it's only hinted at, but they both didn't have the as everybody else the the flux. They had a different illness, different illness, that's yeah, not explained and not gone back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really interesting. So you you wonder how what was what was going on there? Really mysterious, but like, like so. And he and he, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, get out of my house! Like absolute drama. And then suddenly we're whisked into the all the drama with Malva's pregnancy. Yeah. And then suddenly, and then suddenly he's like handing her into the prison, going and giving her like some money and holding yeah. her hand and being like, I won't leave this town. Yeah, yeah, and your yeah. husband's live, and you're like, when did he get, like, so sympathetic? Yeah, but yeah, it was just like, yeah, really, really, really traumatic, like, and like that that whole scene in the house with the siege, and obviously, then they have like a really, you know, we obviously had to see them have sex one last time before they left, which was really moving and yeah, really lovely. Good, it was a good sex scene, and I thought they, you know, they did well considering 
they they make it really sexy considering they're obviously desperately trying not to show the fact that Katrina Balfe is heavily pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the very few times that she leaves her clothes like on. She's clothed and... And, and he's completely and he's naked. naked. Yeah, yeah. I thought, and, and I thought that was good and I thought added, that added to it. Yeah, um, it really was. It was really lovely and tender and just really nice. Unfortunately, I had to watch it when my dad was sitting next to me on my laptop. Because... <laughs> Because I was frantically trying to get through these episodes. <laughs> and I was like, why there, can't you leave the room? And there you have it, listener. The <laughs> horror of watching sex scenes with your parents never leaves you. Never yeah, ever. You. And can I just emphasize, by the way, everyone, I do not live with my parents. They are just here way too much. They live in another country. They come by to, I, I whisked my husband off to the south of France at the weekend for his 40th and I insisted they come over and mind our children. I do not live with my parents, but they seem to come up a lot in this podcast. Either they're like <laughs> rummaging around the kitchen next door, like interrupting all the noise, oh. all the, or they're like taking all the bandwidth on my internet. Uh, but no, this time um, that my, yeah. Whilst I was trying to enjoy a lovely scene with Claire and Jamie, my dad decides to sit down next to me on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally moving from room to room with my laptop going, I have to finish this by eight o'clock. Did love the rescue scene with oh, Young Ian. It was it so was good. Young Ian as the baddest of the badasses. Oh, it was, it was so good. I love him with a bow and arrow anyway. He's always so good, but this was done to perfection. And yeah. then the scene with the, the chief, um, the gunshot through this person's hand into their eye. Brilliant. So good. Yeah, so, so I was just so good as well because they like the pause where he's like, where Jamie's like, "Don't shoot him." He knows where Claire is, yeah. and then and then Ian being like, "No, no, Uncle, so do we." I'm yeah, like, that was brilliant. It's it was brilliant. so good. It was so good. It, I it's like a pause and like, bit. I love it was that so whole good. Bit. I completely forgotten about it. It was such a treat. It, it was, was such it a was. treat. I forgot how much fun it was. It was really, really good. Really, yeah. really good. I really enjoyed it. So yeah. like a proper cliffhanger ending. Yeah. Um, off into so, the sun, off into the sunset yeah. across off the beach. Racing across the, the beach. Racing across. Jamie on where. white horse, everyone yeah. else on brown horses. And it was just like an interesting colour theme showing Jamie being like the the one up the one up front but it was yeah. like an interesting shot at the end where he was like standing kind of out amongst amongst the crowd yeah and uh hopefully yeah hopefully it opens with some additional drama yeah of of, of them doing another rescue yeah just young and badass in all over town yeah yeah big time um, he was great. I won't lie. I hate the fact that we've not got as much hate for Roger in this series. Mm. Um, you know, I won't lie. It does irritate me that we should have more hatred for him. But one of the things that I just... is just the kind of... Um, like, what are they doing? 
you know, like their storyline finishes looking for lice. Oh, God, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. Just like, what is happening? We don't even need this. Oh, yes, I know we discovered that he's got the mark on his head and he's got the mark on his head and it's hereditary, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah. you know, it's not the way to end a series when you've got rescues on beaches and... Yeah, I mean, the main thing that, that that stressed me out was um, the fact that Bree's beautiful, long, red plait kept getting, kept touching his head. All of them kept doing it. You know, I was Roger, like, why Ro- do you... Roger's like, I think I've got lice as well. And I wanted to go, yeah, because you've been rubbing your head all over your licey son's hair. <laughs> and I was and, like, but also I don't care about your hair. I only and, care about Bree's Bree, beautiful curls. The same. It's like, does nobody know how lice spreads? Mm. Stop I was like, touching the, your Stop head touching him. To the, the lice head. And literally was like, when she's when she was like, oh, he's got lice. I was like, jump off the horse, jump off yeah. the horse right now. Instead, instead, what she appears to do is lean forward and lean nuzzle forward. him. What, yeah. she sh- what she should have been doing is just throwing him out the cart. I was like, save her hair. It's so stunning. <laughs> just save Free's hair. The rest of them are fine. Leave the child to de- the, Believe him. him and the lice can become friends. If he's if he's fit enough to survive, he'll live. <laughs> yeah it was just a bit of a random way like obviously it was just like a really long-winded way to say yes yeah, jemmy exactly. is jemmy's roger is grand whatever yeah, exactly big wolf um, um yeah so yeah but that so- was the end of them and then we obviously have no mention or like look of mercy and Fergus, but I can't even talk about that anymore because we talked no, about No, I mean, no. they better come back in the next series because I'm proper, you know, apart from a little bit of a reference to the fact that Fergus has started a newspaper. Yeah. It really, a, you know, it, I just feel like they have not been done justice in this series. I, I have not been alerted to anything that Caesar Tomboy is doing. So maybe there was, but I still feel like they could have written it a bit more sympathetically and less abruptly and, and less kind of. Um, oh yeah, they've just gone, which is kind yeah. of what happened, which I found yeah. irritating. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't love, I didn't love that. Um, yeah, about this season. So I'm hoping they get something a bit more substantial. Um, really, really, yeah. To think fashion, I really like Claire's short hair, especially when it gets to be a bit more of a bob, and it's. I love the curly, curly bob. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah. her ginormous hat. It's fabulous. I'm here for her ginormous great coat. Yeah, I loved her coat. I loved her. I loved her one as well. The one with the brown collar and the brown cuffs. Yeah, like, I just like Is that, that. The I same just liked one. Her kind of like you know that and the big hat. She's like. Um, I loved that. Like bloody Clint Eastwood or something. Yeah, I loved, I loved all of that vibe. It was really good. I loved her curly sharp bob. I loved. Yeah, it. I loved that. Uh, Keep it uh, is my feeling. Yeah, yeah, I really liked that. And um the uh and then yeah, the only other thing I kind of saw was the colours that they seem to give Brie, because I keep coming back to it, I think, in every episode since Brie comes to kind of like the back country, is that just the colours they give her are a bit different to other people. And I think yeah. maybe it's because of her hair. And it yeah. just always is just so complimentary to her skin tone and her hair. It's really nice. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, Claire was just rocking it with she all was. her. 
all her layers and vibes and in the car in that cart at the end she's wearing like some sort of like it almost looks like a silk but it's obviously not silk like a a little kind of neckerchief thing like tucked into her inside shirt it was all very cool feel like it's all very cool i feel like what i really wanted to start start to have is like two guns because she's almost like yeah a a precursor to a gunslinger yeah i felt like almost like a like a holster around the middle. Yeah, like... exactly, exactly. I'm here for that. Yeah, um, big time, let's big time. Get that in the next series. <laughs> um, she was fairly handy with those guns, like so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why not? Yeah, I, like Claire. I was here for yeah. Badass Claire. I was here for here for Badass Claire. Hidden here for Badass Badass Ian. Love Ian. Yeah, love Ian so yeah. much. We did. Do we talk about the hate stuff? And, yeah. Oh no, we didn't talk about the theme st- the theme tune that we both hate. Oh yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be I interested uh, to know what other people think, but I am against I, it. I hated it, and I and I'm telling you because I I had heard it before, obviously, like because I watched the season this season, and uh, like when I remember putting it on and Mitch being next to me, and I I could out of the corner of my eye just see his head like literally just whip up going what the fuck is this? I was like, yeah. I know it's awful, isn't it? It's horrible. Think, and I think my main issue, um, that there's little bits that I do like. I like the, the fact that there's bits that is sung in, that is sung in Celtic. Mm. I like that. But there's two things that I don't like. One, I don't like the introduction of a male voice because mm. we've had women the whole, the whole time. Mm. And then I don't like the revert the reversion to the original sky boat which obviously is a is the um male pronouns yeah of him of him crossing to sky and obviously they changed that to her for outlander and then for this series they changed back those pronouns to him and i didn't like that i didn't like the revert i didn't like the reversion to a male pronoun and i didn't like the male voice i know a woman's voice comes in but, mm. uh, yeah, not, I, I thought I thought I had thought the original was a was a woman because he Bonnie Prince Billy dressed as a woman. Yeah, so I I, sure, I I always thought the pronouns were him in the the song. Ah, okay, that's what I was always thinking. But yeah, and I'm just like, why of all the seasons, why are they bringing in? Why are they putting it from a man's like perspective? It. Like it's weird. Like it. And uh, the other thing, <laughs> I've really. Really, and it was it really drove me nuts. And one of the things that alerted me to it as well was when Claire has one of her hallucinations. She goes into Malva is telling her all things like you've aged, you're going grey, you're going up, like all the insecurities of women, like of that time, this time of constantly society telling you you can't age, you need to be beautiful all the time. There is no room for this in society you just need to be this thing and you constantly need to work hard to be that. And it was just really interesting that that appears in Claire's, like, what, yeah, like Claire's insecurities, yeah. which you kind of, which, which, which I never got, like, obviously everyone has insecurities, but it was just a really interesting perspective. And then one of the things, so that, <laughs> that was just really interesting. But one of the things that drives me nuts is when she was, when she, after she was sick and Jamie's like, you know, you don't have so much of a, like, 
of an arse anymore. Yeah. When she wakes up from the fever, you're hardly getting arse at all. And I'm, and he raised, like, they bring that up between them a few times. And it just drives me slightly insane. Cause yeah. I'm like, what arse are you talking about? Yeah. Just the lack of acknowledgement that. She's you the have, slightest you have thing. an actress who is incredibly slim. Yeah. Um, and to try and imply that she's got a big bum is yeah. just it's, daft. Yeah, it's really infuriating because even the first, even the one of the first times they bring it up is in season one. Yeah. Where, where Katrina Buff is probably at her tiniest and you're just like, this is bit wrong yeah and and just not a nice message um and then they kind of play on it a few times after that but i that that kind of that yeah. was one of the things i yeah. hate i agree i agree with you it's like yeah stop trying to stop trying to kid us that this woman is in some way big yeah yeah it, like jamie once says like oh it looks like you have you've you've definitely been fed and you're yeah, like oh, exactly. come here <laughs> fucking joking me uh but yeah that was yeah that was another one that was that was my last hate yeah i i would completely agree with those i think oh sorry that was one thing that i had not i was literally looking at because i was watching it where the actors come up no idea that joe, joe and kezzy are the same person <laughs> like sharon is i was like well obviously they're twins they're just twin actors that just look like there's absolutely no difference between them. <laughs> oh, when I was reading that, I was like, what do you mean it's the same person? Cause it's mad, isn't it? It's like, literally, get a grip, Sharon. Get a grip. <laughs> Everyone, we are caught up and waiting for episode one of season seven. Yeah. So as we've said, we're going to do a whiskey special after after this episode comes out. Um, yeah. So if you have ideas of things that you want us to talk about, it can be thematic, it can be um, specific episodes, characters, things that you think we, you know, have we not talked about our hatred of Roger enough for you? Do you want more hatred? You know, yeah. let us know. DM us, drop us an email. Yeah, um, please do. And then, and then after that, we're going to take maybe a slightly longer break. Mm-hmm. before we dive into series seven we've not quite worked out the details yet but we think we're probably going to focus on one or two episodes per podcast episode so yeah. a bit more of a deep dive yeah um, into yeah. series seven so there better be a lot of stuff for us to talk about or else <laughs> doing very short podcasts um and another really exciting thing more exciting than all of that that's coming up is that Ruth and I are going to see each other in person in two weekends time so um so you'll probably you might see see us a bit more on insta on stories you will um but we potentially might do an instagram live if that's what people would like let us know and you know, if you want to see us together on camera, just chatting about various things you bring up, then, you know, if that's something that you want to do, just DM us, email us, let us know. And we will, we were, we are well up for that, but it is very exciting because we do live in separate cities and we have recorded this entire series remotely from each other. So it will be really nice to, to see each other. So, yeah, so we've got, we've got a few little treats, a few little nuggets, 
trinkets to be playing around with with you um we would really ask um if you like the podcast please follow us please rate please comment um we're always still getting new listeners which is so lovely um yeah so really lovely those people can find us and enjoy the pod and join in um which is always so much fun Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. It's been so nice to hear from you all. So keep them coming. Email, DM, do all the things. We'll see you soon for the whiskey special.